Now hear this from the 21st chapter of Matthew. Jesus is back at the temple and he's teaching. A man has two sons. He went up to the first and he said, Son, go out for the day and work in the vineyard. And the son said, I don't want to. But later on, he thought better of it and went. And the father gave the same command to the second son. He answered, sure, I'll be glad to go out in the vineyard and work. But he never went. Which of the two sons did what the father asked? Well, of course, the first. Jesus said, yes. And I tell you that crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. I like that verse. Crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came showing you the right road and you turned your noses at him. But the crooks and whores believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe him. I, you know, if, if you want to know what's going on in our world today, this is it. You know, and the first thing is, I, I remember the first time I preached on this passage uh, was almost 30 years ago. Uh, it, at an MCC, uh, which in those days was, uh, uh, you know, almost 100% gay and lesbian. And I remember that if you were a pastor in MCC, and you would, you would have to take 10 minutes to explain to the local clergy what MCC was. And then you would have to justify because they wanted to know what are your credentials to call yourselves a church. And so the first time I preached on this, I said, look folks, you know, if you're gay or lesbian, you know what this is to have people ask you about your credentials. You know, when you sit there and you say, uh, look, I, I'm gay, this is who I am, and they'll look at you and they'll go, well, no, you can't. That's not within God's will. And then when you show them where that they're probably wrong, what did they retreat back to? Well, what credentials do you have? Who have you been ordained by? Or where did you have your study? And the interesting thing is, at the time, 30 years ago, I didn't get it. I get it today. Partly because of this man. Because he never, ever, you ask him a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. You ask him a question, have you all figured out yet that he never answers you? No, he never does. He asks you a question back. And that's the way the whole conversation goes. Before you know it, in that conversation with him, you've ended up answering your own question. Amen? Well, Jesus was doing the same thing, except that it was a little more pointed because he already knew that they were what in their approach to him? They were being hypocritical. And that's the, that's the main basis of this story, is about hypocrisy and whether or not you live your life that way. Because when you go to people and, and it's brought to you, well, what are your credentials? Well, why are you asking me that? Weren't we having a conversation about this or that or the other thing? I mean, nobody's ever asked Chuck for his credentials, amen? Nobody's ever asked Billy for credentials, amen? Nobody's asked you for your credentials. The bottom line is, 
is that we should just take people where they're at. The only time people want credentials is why? Come on. Why, why would somebody in the, four, if somebody's teaching and you're having this conversation and they immediately look at you and go, well, what's your credentials? That's right. They don't believe you or they're looking for a way to bring you down to the word I believe is discredit you. And they were sorely trying to discredit Jesus for the same reason that they were trying to discredit John. Because John had spent his entire ministry practically quoting Ezekiel. You folks, this has got nothing to do with God being mad at you. It is you that have turned your back on God. People do not like the truth. Especially when it lands on their plate. And when, the, when, I, when I titled the sermon this week, Truth Hurts, it was based on the very last paragraph. Yes, I tell you, crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came showing you the right road. You turned your noses up at him. But the crooks and whores believed him, and their lives changed. Folks, if there's a reason for us as a church to be a church without walls. That's the paragraph. It's, do you hear the message? Do you understand that your relationship with God eliminates all the other stuff that people can say about you? If you love God and you have a relationship with God, that's what it's all about. It's all about that relationship. And nobody can hold you accountable. Isn't that interesting? Now, I know we have to be accountable at work and we have to be, you know, accountable to responsibilities. But I'm talking about the real stuff. How do you feel about yourself? When you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, what do you see there? Do you see somebody that's in relationship with God and therefore is a good and decent part of God's creation? Or do you hear all the voices around you saying, that you haven't got the proper credentials, that you haven't got the proper lifestyle, that you're not rich enough, that you don't have the right friends. And Jesus nailed it because, you know, it's all the smart alecks in our, in our community. And even the universal church does this. They tell you that there is a certain way to behave. And what they don't like to hear is that there are people that are going to be with God that they don't think should happen. I, and you know, and I, I've always loved that phrase. I think it was Paul Tillich said it, and there are several other people that, that have uh, used it since. There are going to be a lot of shocked looks on people's face when they get to heaven's gate as to who is there. This works two ways. If you have doubts about whether you're going to be there or not, you only have to ask yourself, do you love God? And then you have the answer. As for the rest of the people that try to tell you how to live, try to tell you what's moral, try to tell you what you can do and you can't do, I'm going to tell you today as your pastor, ignore them. Because if you're in a relationship with God, then you're going to do, most often, like that first son did. You're going to have something to do 
and you're going to say, I don't want to do it. And then you think about it for a moment, and it's like, you know what? I need to do that. We have to be people of our word. And that's why that kid, that first kid, is far better than the second. You know, most of us, and I know that it, that's the one thing in the church that drives me crazy, is people who will sit there and look at me and go, sure, pastor, I'll do that. And then it never happens. Or they come up with every excuse under the sun not to do it. Be a person of your word. And if you're a person of your word and you have a relationship with God, then none of this outside stuff matters. God bless you.